Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Uh, we're here by Das Brahmacharya and I, holed up in this little ashram, uh, trying to keep the vibration going. Uh, when we hear the pastimes of Krishna, especially the Srimad Bhagavatam from cover to cover, we become eligible to know Krishna and we become eligible to become attracted to Krishna and we become attractive to Krishna. So let's keep this up for our whole lives every day or as much as possible uh, because this is the goal of life. Chanting Hare Krishna and hearing Srimad Bhagavatam and Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta purports in which he solves all the problems of the world individually and collectively and all we have to do is hear, accept and embrace and apply the knowledge. Yes. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami, a direct disciple of, a senior direct disciple of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, wrote this stotra to glorify the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshak Shadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguru man mahadana manistaraka mad bhagya mad ananda namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadhu sadhuta dayin atini chuchatakara Hanamun Chagadachin Mam 
Premna-rit-gata-yoksbuddha. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 21st chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Conversation between Manu and Kardama. So now the Lord has appeared before Kardama and the all-knowing Lord has let him know that Swayambhuva Manu will be coming soon and offering his daughter to him as a wife. Um, and we're starting on the 33rd, 33rd verse. Maitreya went on. Thus having spoken to Kardamamuni, the Lord who reveals himself only when the senses are in Krishna consciousness, departed from that lake called Bindu Sarovara, which was encircled by the river Saraswati. Purport One word in this verse is very significant. The Lord is stated here to be Pratyag-akshaja. He is imperceptible to material senses, but still He can be seen. This appears to be contradictory. We have material senses, but how can we see the Supreme Lord? He is called Adhoksaja, which means that he cannot be seen by material senses. Akshaja means knowledge perceived by material senses. Because the Lord is not an object that can be understood by speculation with our material senses, he is also called Ajita, he will conquer, but no one can conquer him. What does it mean then that still he can be seen? It is explained that no one can hear the transcendental name of Krishna, no one can, can understand his transcendental form, and no one can assimilate his transcendental pastimes. It is not possible. Then how is it possible? that he can be seen and understood. When one is trained in devotional service and renders service unto him, gradually one's senses are purified of material contamination. When one's senses are thus purified, then one can see, one can understand, one can hear, and so on. The purification of the material senses and perception of the transcendental form name and quality of Krishna are combined together in one word, pratyag akshaja, which is used here. Text 34 While the sage stood looking on, the Lord left by the pathway leading to Vaikuntha, a path extolled 
by all great liberated souls. The sage stood listening as the hymns forming the basis of the Samaveda were vibrated by the flapping wings of the Lord's carrier, Garuda. Purport In the Vedic literature it is stated that the two wings of the transcendental bird Garuda who carries the Lord everywhere are two divisions of the Samaveda known as Brihat and Ratantara. Garuda works as the carrier of the Lord. Therefore, he is considered the transcendental prince of all carriers. With his two wings, Garuda began to vibrate the Samaveda, which is chanted by great sages to pacify the Lord. The Lord is worshipped by Brahma, by Lord Shiva, by Garuda, and other demigods with selected poems and great sages worship him with the hymns of the Vedic literatures, such as the Upanishads and Samaveda. They, these Samaveda utterances are automatically heard by the devotee when another great devotee of the Lord Garuda flaps his wings. It is clearly stated here that the sage Kardama began to look to the path by which the Lord was being carried to Vaikuntha. It is thus confirmed that the Lord descends from his abode, Vaikuntha, in the spiritual sky and is carried by Garuda. The path which leads to Vaikuntha is not worshipped by the ordinary class of transcendentalists. Only those who are already liberated from material bondage can become devotees of the Lord. Those who are not liberated from material bondage cannot understand transcendental devotional service. In Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated, Yatetam Abhisiddhanam. There are many persons who are trying to attain perfection by striving for liberation from material bondage, and those who are actually liberated are called Brahmabhuta or Siddha. Only the siddhas, or persons liberated from material bondage, can become devotees. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Anyone who is engaged in Krishna consciousness or devotional service is already liberated from the influence of the modes of material nature. Here it is also confirmed that the path of devotional service is worshipped by liberated persons not the conditioned souls. The conditioned soul cannot understand the devotional service of the Lord. Kardabhamuni was a liberated soul who saw the Supreme Lord in person, face to face. There is no doubt that he was liberated and thus he could see Garuda carrying the Lord on the way to Vaikuntha and hear the flapping of his wings vibrating the sound of Hare Krishna the essence of the Samaveda. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Text 35 Then, after the departure of the Lord, the worshipable sage Kardama stayed on the bank of Bindusarovara, awaiting the time of which the Lord had spoken. Text 36 
Swayambhuvamanu, with his wife, mounted his chariot, which was decorated with golden ornaments. Placing his daughter on it with them, he began traveling all over the earth. Purport The Emperor Manu, as the great ruler of the world, could have engaged an agent to find a suitable husband for his daughter, but because he loved her just as a father should, he himself left his state on a golden chariot with only his wife to find her a suitable husband. Text 37 O Bidura, they reached the hermitage of the sage who had just completed his vows of austerity on the very day foretold by the Lord. Text 3839 The holy lake Bindu Sarovara, flooded by the waters of the river Saraswati, was resorted to by hosts of eminent sages. Its holy water was not only auspicious, but as sweet as nectar. It was called Bindu Sarovara because drops of tears had fallen there from the eyes of the Lord, who was overwhelmed by extreme compassion for the sage who had sought his protection. Purport Kardama underwent austerities to gain the causeless mercy of the Lord. And when, he sh and when the Lord arrived, and when the Lord arrived there, he was so compassionate that in pleasure he shed tears which became Bindu Sarovara. Bindu Sarovara, therefore, is worshipped by great sages and learned scholars because according to the philosophy of the Absolute Truth, the Lord and the tears from His eyes are not different. Just as drops of perspiration which fell from the toe of the Lord became the sacred Ganges, so teardrops from the transcendental eyes of the Lord became Bindu Sarovara. Both are transcendental entities and are worshipped by great sages and scholars. The water of Bindu Sarovara is, is described here as Shivamrita Jala. Shiva means curing. Anyone who drinks the water of Bindu Sarovara is cured of all material diseases. Similarly, anyone who takes his bath in the Ganges is also relieved of all material diseases. These claims are accepted by great scholars and authorities and are still being acted upon even in this fallen age of Kali. Text 40 The shore of the lake was surrounded by clusters of pious trees and creepers, rich in fruits and flowers of all seasons, that afforded shelter to animals and birds, which uttered various cries. It was adorned by the beauty of groves of forest trees. Let me read that again. So beautiful. The shore of the lake was surrounded by clusters of pious trees and creepers, rich in fruits and flowers of all seasons, that afforded shelter to pious animals and birds, which uttered various cries. It was adorned by the beauty of groves and forest trees. Text 
purport. It is stated here that Bindusarovara was surrounded by pious trees and birds. As there are different classes of men in human society, some pious and virtuous and some impious and sinful, so also among trees and birds there are the pious and the impious. Trees which do not, do not bear nice fruit or flowers are considered impious and birds which are very nasty such as crows are considered impious. In the land surrounding Vindusarovara there was not a single impious bird or tree. Every tree bore fruits and flowers and every bird sang the glories of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Text 41 The areas resounded with the notes of overjoyed birds. Intoxicated bees wandered there, intoxicated peacocks proudly danced, and merry cuckoos called one another. Purport The beauty of the pleasant sounds heard in the area surrounding Lake Bindusarovara is described here. After drinking honey, the black bees become maddened and they hummed in intoxication. Merry peacocks danced just like actors and actresses and merry cuckoos called their mates very nicely. Texts 42 and 43 Lake Bindusarovara was adorned by flowering trees such as Kadamba, Champaka, Ashok, Karanja, Bakula, Asana, Kunda, Mandara, Kutaja, and young mango trees. The air was filled with the pleasing notes of Karandava ducks, plovas, swans, ospreys, waterfowl, cranes, chakravakas, and chakoras. Purport. For most of the trees, flowers, fruits, and birds mentioned here as surrounding Bindusarovara Lake, English equivalents for their Sanskrit names cannot be found. All the trees mentioned are very pious in that they produce a nice aromatic flower such as the Champaka, Kadamba, and Bakula. The sweet sounds of waterfall and cranes made the surrounding area as pleasant as possible and created a very suitable spiritual atmosphere. Text 44 Its shores abounded with deer, boars, porcupines, gabayas, elephants, baboons, lions, monkeys, mongooses, and musk deer. Purport Musk deer are not found in every forest, but only in places like Bindusarovara. They are always intoxicated by the aroma of musk secreted from their navels. Gavayas, the species of cow mentioned herein, bear a bunch of hair at the end of their tails. This bunch of hair is used in temple worship to fan the deities. Gavayas are sometimes called 
chamaris, and they are considered very sacred. In India, there are still gypsies or forest mercantile people who flourish by trading kasturi or musk and the bunches of hair from the chamaris. These are always in great demand for the higher classes of Hindu population and such business still goes on in large cities and villages in India. Text 45 to 47 Entering that most sacred spot with his daughter and going near the sage, the first monarch, Swayambhuvamanu, saw the sage sitting in his hermitage, having just propitiated the sacred fire by pouring oblations into it. His body shone most brilliantly, although he had engaged in austere penance for a long time. He was not, em he was not emaciated, for the Lord had cast his affectionate sidelong glance upon him, and he had also heard the nectar flowing from the moon-like words of the Lord. The sage was tall, his eyes were large, like the petals of a lotus, and he had matted locks on his head. He was clad in rags. Swayambhavamano approached and saw him to be somewhat soiled, like an unpolished gem. Purport Here are some descriptions of a brahmachari yogi. In the morning, the first duty of a brahmachari seeking spiritual elevation is hutta hutashana, to offer sac sacrificial oblations to the Supreme Lord. Those engaged in brahmacharya cannot sleep until seven or nine in the morning. They must rise early in the morning, at least one and a half hours before the sun rises, and offer oblations. Or, in this age, they must chant the holy name of the Lord, Hare Krishna. As referred to by Lord Chaitanya, Kalon Nasteva 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 Gatyaranyata. There is no other alternative, no other alternative, no other alternative in this age to chanting the holy name of the Lord. The Brahmachari must rise early in the morning <clears throat> and after bathing should chant the holy name of the Lord. From the very features of the sage, it appeared that he had undergone great austerities. That is the sign of one observing Brahmacharya, the vow of celibacy. If one lives otherwise, it will be manifest in the lust visible in his face and body. The word vidyotamanam indicates that the brahmachari feature showed in his body. That is the certificate that one has undergone great austerity in yoga. A drunkard or smoker or sex monger can never be eligible to practice yoga. Generally, yogis look very skinny because of their not being comfortably situated. But Kardabhamuni was not emaciated, for he had seen the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. Here the word Snignapangavalokanat means that he was fortunate enough to see the Supreme Lord face to face. He looked healthy because he had directly received the nectarian sound vibrations from the lotus lips of the Personality of Godhead. Text 
Similarly, one who hears the transcendental sound vibration of the holy name of the Lord, Hare Krishna, also improves in health. We have actually seen that many brahmacharis and grihastas connected with the Krishna International Society of Krishna Consciousness have improved in health and a luster has come to their faces. It is essential that a brahmachari engaged in spiritual advancement look very healthy and lustrous. The comparison of the sage to an unpolished gem is very appropriate. Even if a gem just taken from a mine looks unpolished, the luster of the gem cannot be stopped. Similarly, although Kardama was not properly dressed and his body was not properly cleansed, his overall appearance was gem-like. Text 48 Seeing that the monarch had come to his hermitage and was bowing down before him, the sage greeted him with benediction and received him with due honor. Purport Emperor Swayambhuvamanu not only approached the cottage of dried leaves possessed by the hermit Kardama, but also offered respectful obeisances unto him. Similarly, it was the duty of the hermit to offer blessings to kings who used to approach his hermitage in the jungle. Text 49 After receiving the sage's attention, the king sat down and was silent. Recalling the instructions of the Lord, Kardama then spoke to the king as follows, delighting him with his sweet accents. Text 50 The tour you have undertaken, O Lord, is surely intended to protect the virtuous and kill the demons, since you embody the protecting energy of Sri Hari. Purport It appears from many Vedic literatures, especially histories like Srimad Bhagavatam and the Puranas, that the pious kings of old used to tour their kingdoms in order to give protection to the pious citizens and to chastise or kill the impious. Sometimes they used to kill animals in the forests to practice the killing art because without such practice they would not be able to kill the undesirable elements. Chatriyas are allowed to commit violence in that way because violence for a good purpose is a part of their duty. Here two terms are clearly mentioned. Vadhaya, for the purpose of killing, and asatam, those who are undesirable. The protecting energy of the king is supposed to be the energy of the Supreme Lord. In Bhagavad Gita 4.8, the Lord says, Paritranaya sadhunam Vinashaya Chadusvidam. The Lord descends to give protection to the pious and to kill the demons. The potency, therefore, to give protection to the pious and kill the demons or undesirables is directly an energy from the Supreme Lord. And the king or the chief executive of the state 
is supposed to possess such energy. In this age, it is very difficult to find such a head of state who is expert in killing the undesirables. Modern heads of state sit very nicely in their palaces and try without reason to kill innocent persons. Hare Krishna. Sound familiar? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Text 51. <clears throat> You assume, when necessary, the part of the sun god, the moon god, Agni, the god of fire, Indra, the lord of paradise, Vayu, the wind god, Yama, the god of punishment, Dharma, the god of piety, and Varuna, the god presiding over the waters. All obeisances to you, who are none other than Lord Vishnu. Purport. Since the sage Kardama was a Brahmana and Swayambhuva was a Kshatriya, the sage was not supposed to offer obeisances to the king because socially his position was greater than the king's. But he offered his obeisances to Swayambhuva Manu because as Manu, king and emperor, he was the representative of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is always worshipable regardless of whether one is a Brahmana, a Chatriya, or a Shudra. As the representative of the Supreme Lord, the king deserved respectful obeisances from everyone. Texts 52-54 If you did not mount your victorious jeweled chariot, whose mere presence threatens culprits, if you did not produce fiery, fierce, if you did not produce fierce sounds by the twanging of your bow, and if you did not roam about the world like the brilliant sun, leading a huge army whose trampling feet caused the globe of the earth to tre tremble, then all the moral laws governing the varnas and ashramas created by the Lord Himself would be broken by the rogues and rascals. Purport. It is the duty of a responsible king to protect the social and spiritual orders in human society. The spiritual orders are divided into four ashramas, Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha and Sannyas. And the social orders, according to work and qualification, are made up of the Brahmanas, the Chatriyas, the Vaishyas, and the Shudras. These social orders, according to the different grades of work and qualification, are described in the Bhagavad Gita. Unfortunately, for want of proper protection by responsible kings, the system of social and spiritual orders has now become a hereditary caste system. But this is not the actual system. Human society means that society which is making progress towards spiritual realization. The most advanced human society was known as Arya. Arya refers to those who are advancing. So the question is, 
which society is advancing. Advancement does not mean creating material necessities unnecessarily and thus wasting human energy in aggravation over, the so, over so-called material comforts. Real advancement is advancement towards spiritual realization and the community which acted toward this end was known as the Aryan civilization. The intelligent men, the brahmanas, as exemplified by Kardamamuni, were engaged in advancing the spiritual cause and Chetriyas, like Emperor Swayambhuva, used to rule the country and ensure that all facilities for spiritual realization were nicely provided. It is the duty of the king to travel all over the country and see that everything is in order. Indian civilization, on the basis of the four Varnas and Ashramas, deteriorated because of her dependency on foreigners or those who did not follow the civilization of Varnasham. Thus, the Varnasham system has now been degraded into the caste system. The institution of four Varnas and four Ashramas is confirmed herewith to be Bhagavad Rachita, which means designed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita, this is also confirmed. Chatur Varnya Maya The Lord says that the institution of four Varnas and four Ashramas is created by me. Anything created by the Lord cannot be closed or covered. The divisions of Varnas and Ashramas will continue to exist either in their original form or in degraded form. But because they are created by the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they cannot be extinguished. They are like the sun, a creation of God, and therefore will remain. Either covered by clouds or in a clear sky, the sun will continue to exist. Similarly, when the Varnashram system becomes degraded, it appears as a hereditary caste system. But in every society, there is an intelligent class of men, a martial class, a mercantile class, and a laborer class. When they are regulated for cooperation among communities according to the Vedic principles, then there is peace and spiritual advancement. But when there is hatred and malpractice and mutual mistrust in the caste system, the whole system becomes degraded. And as stated herein, it creates a deplorable state. At the present moment, the entire world is in this deplorable condition because of giving rights to so many interests. This is due to the degradation of the four castes of Varnas and Ashramas. Hare Krishna. So it's 7.55. We started a little early today. So we'll stop here, our reading, and pray for the devotees to come forward with their reflections. Hare Krishna.
Saksham Kumar. Saksham Kumar Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Gurudev. Haribo. Hare Krishna Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Glorious to Prabhupada. Let's hear some reflections, shall we? It's wonderful to hear the behavior of Swayambhuvamanu and Kardamamuni towards one another. It shows the the gentlemanly human behavior that's necessary to um, live peacefully and um, prosecute spiritual advancement. This is the purpose of the Varnashram system. Not that the different Varnas and Ashrams fight with one another. They cooperate with one another. Just like the body, the bodily parts all cooperate together to put the food in the stomach and then all of their uh, needs are fulfilled for energy and ability to do what they want to do, what the person wants to do. So the Varnashram system in human society is meant for people to live peacefully in cooperation for the purpose of satisfying the Supreme Lord. There's one purport um, in the Bhagavad Gita as it is, in which Srila Prabhupada says that um, unless a person is satisfying Krishna with his occupational duties, he cannot follow the Varnashram system properly. So we, there's lots of lessons to be learned from these speeches between Kardamamuni and Swayamabhuva Manu. The etiquettes, the gentlemanly behavior. Yes. This is a civilized life. Not what's going on today on the earth. It is uncivilized. Everything is measured by wealth. If one, wealth and power. And here's Kardama out in the middle of a forest, not even proper clothes to wear, and not properly bathed. And, but still, he's shown with effulgence because he was a devotee. And so the king came and bowed down to him. That is the system. Okay, just try to wet everybody's whistle, get them going to reflect. Hare Krishna. Maybe I scared everyone away. <laughs> oh, Krishna. Hare Krishna. Excuse me for my overbearing nature. Hare Krishna.
Bhaktarupa says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Well, Hare Krishna Bhaktarupa, how nice to hear from you. Hope the festival spirit is alive and well in Wales. Any comments? I really like how Prabhupada's purports are saving me. Mm. <clears throat> now there's a nice reflection. Prabhupada's purports are saving us. Just by hearing them, they're saving us. And what to speak of we you know, embrace them and take them into our hearts and and apply them into our character. Imagine what the world would be like if all the personalities that had Prabhupada's books in their homes, and that's a lot, because there's a lot of books have been distributed. I don't know the latest figure, but when Prabhupada left, it was 55 million so that was a long time ago. Hundreds of millions of books have been distributed. Seeds have been planted. And while the demons duke it out and more or less destroy each other, the devotees are becoming nourished by these books. We hear stories every once in a while now of people who have been reading the books and are chanting Hare Krishna and doing everything that it says in the books but have never met a devotee, never been to a temple. Hare Krishna. Mm -hmm. Christopher? Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna. I always feel so joyful when I listen to your readings. I can feel myself being purified. Hare Krishna, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you, thank you. It's because I love these books. Yeah, I cannot get enough of hearing these books. It's become the only thing that I like to do. <laughs> that and explain them to others, especially new people. Hare Krishna, thank you very much for that. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Daikyari Hari Haribo, my favorite reflector. <laughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. I know it's a little bit of a side point, but I really appreciate the fact that Prabhupada describes different beings being of a different category when he talks about different trees and birds being either pious or impious based mm. on the qualities that mm. they factually display. Mm. 
This is something I really appreciate about these books. Prabhupada just straightforward explains things as they are. Yes. Using clear discretion. Yes. In modern civilization, we're scared to describe things as they are for fear of being unequal. We artificially try to make things equal, but without spiritual knowledge that isn't possible. Mm. The result is that we can't see things as they are. Yes. For example, our temple construction our temple construction has been put off by four months to protect one bat in the roof, while at the same time millions of cows are slaughtered every year. Whoa. It's great to take shelter of the sanity of Prabhupada's purports. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that reflection. Deeply appreciated. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. I was reflecting how Garuda, when he flaps his wings, the sound of the Samaveda, which Prabhupada at the end of his purport says is the same as the Hare Krishna mantra. <laughs> how cool is that? <laughs> Question from Bhaktarupa. Yes, Bhaktarupa. <clears throat> is thinking of Prabhupada and our spiritual master as good as thinking about Krishna? Yes. The reason is because Krishna himself says Mad Bhakta Pujadi Mad Bhakta Pujab Jadika that he is more pleased when his devotee is worshipped than when he is worshipped. So if devotee is actually uh, engaged in devotional service, especially if he's preaching Krishna consciousness, and especially in an empowered way, then that person is as worshipable as the Lord is. And that creates a auspicious atmosphere. You know, when we do, when we have our, you know, Vyasa Puja celebrations for Srila Prabhupada or for his uh, persons who are initiating after him, the atmosphere becomes very surcharged with lovely vibrations because the sing single point is to glorify the devotees. When the, when the devotees are, are glorified, it creates such an auspicious atmosphere. And when the devotees gather together to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam and relish, also it creates a very auspicious atmosphere. This is the way to, to have peace in the world. And at least if we can't do the whole world like that, at least in those places where we're hearing and chanting, the atmosphere can become peaceful. And then people come, whoever comes into the atmosphere, their hearts change. That is the test. Hare Krishna. They get a spiritual experience. When they meet a devotee, they get a spiritual experience. Just like Swayambhuva, Manu. He is an incarnation of Krishna practically. He's a direct son of Brahma. 
And yet he bowed down to Kardama, the great sage. When the whole populace knows how to treat saintly persons and exalted authorities such as great kings, then the earth, earth turns into a spiritual atmosphere. These are not just stories. They're actually historical events chronicled by persons who were actually witnesses to these events. Hare Krishna. Saturday night. The weather's nice. <laughs> Bhakti Rupa says, thanks very much for helping us so much, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. It is my duty and my great pleasure, my greatest pleasure. And you're all helping me with all this encouragement you're giving me every night. I know I call for reflections and most of you are appreciating what I'm doing or appreciating the reading of the books, which is fantastic, just fantastic. Gives us life. We should drink these, the sound of these books through our ears like nectar. They will fill up our hearts with auspicity auspiciousness and allow us to see the good in each other these spiritual qualities and everyone has them but it's very very covered now in the, most of the population therefore what Srila Prabhupada did was just miraculous just miraculous Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakta vinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The ongoing story of Kardamamuni, Devahuti and eventually the appearance of Kapiladev and his teachings. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow.